Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hello? Oh, my God. Again? I feel like we were just in here. Weren't we? My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. Bryce, a conversation you and I had early this morning has rocked me to my very core. Hmm. Which one was that? About the fried chicken. Oh, yeah. That is so weird to me because, so, we we both, let's just, we both love fried chicken. I, I would refer to myself as an aficionado. Yeah, so would I. And you and I both had fried chicken from the same place. I raved about it. You took, you see, I ate it in the restaurant and then you picked some up, took it home and you said you had like one bite and then you threw it out. Uh, Yeah, it was rough. Um, I don't think it's because it's a bad chicken place because I see enough people buy chicken from there. And it's just to be clear, it's not a chicken place. It's not a fast food chain. No, it's a, well, we can't say what it is. It's a store. It's a store. Okay. It's a store. And so I went in there and I was like, mm, fried chicken, that sounds nice. But I wasn't going to sit down at the restaurant. So I took, they have like a pre-box stuff just kind of ready to go. And then you heat it up at home? or Yeah. What? Yeah. Take it back. And I opened it up and didn't quite smell right and tasted even worse. And it had to be introduced to the garbage can. That is, throwing out food is, I don't know. I've never thrown out food because I don't like it. That is such a foreign concept to me. It wasn't like, I'm almost wondering if it was like a old kind of rotten chicken they used. I think I I I got a bad batch. You think? It it reeked Uh, and man, did it taste disgusting. And it's so, I can't stop thinking about this because now I'm starting to wonder the fact that I've never had a meal that I thought was worthy of a garbage bin is, (laughs) do I have low self-esteem? Like, do I... Do I just feel like I'm not worthy of decent food? Yeah, maybe you have to raise that bar a bit. It's at ankle height right now. You need to bring it up to at least knee height. Or maybe the other thing is maybe I don't have a palate that's sophisticated enough to recognize good food from bad food. Like, I don't know. I just always eat everything on my plate. I was so excited for it, too. Uh, I was sitting there, and my better half would even confirm this, that I sat there, and I tried to power through for a bit, but I just— I was so defeated. It was one of my lowest points. Wow. I, was like, I don't think I can eat this chicken. I can't do it. I want to because I love fried chicken, but oh boy, whatever those, that four pieces I had were a swing and a miss. Do like people like me though, here's another question for you. And I mean this seriously. Uh, if you're a therapist, please get in touch. I don't know how you get in touch. How do people get in touch with us? Do we have a Facebook page or something? Yeah. Just send some smoke signals. Okay. Do I have an eating disorder? That's my question. I don't know. Because I eat everything that's put in front of me and I do not complain ever. That's not a brag. Like, I don't mean to make it sound like, oh, I, I'll eat it. It's on, like I don't, nothing registers with me. I just eat food and I know whether it's yummy or not as yummy 
as the last meal I had. Everything's a varying degree of fine. Everything, yes, exactly. Everything's a, like a varying degree of yummy. It's <laughs> sort of yummy. It's really yummy. Like, I think maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't think Am it's a I disorder. Spineless? No. Like no. in that I would just, I don't want to confront anybody in a restaurant and go, this is bad food. No, because when I think of disorder, like it's a, a negative thing. It's something you need to fix ASAP. Well. And yours is like, you can go to a dinner party and not be rude to the host. You can go to any restaurant on, for someone's birthday and not wow. be upset at the menu. It's almost a superpower that I do not have. I'm not a picky eater, but there are certain things like I got some hard lines in the sand and Wow. That rancid chicken was on the wrong side of that line. Are you secretly a therapist? Because I feel better about my low self-esteem. That's what I do. No, you should treat that as a superpower. Okay. I um, wish I had that. Yeah. I'm going to start thinking of it that way. Maybe I'm too snobby. Maybe. Maybe I'm too far the other direction. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Okay. We had a couple of movie topics on the go on the show this morning. One of them is... Uh, Things that just make you wildly uncomfortable in movies. And you and I both have, like, I got a, a list of things that I really struggle looking at in yeah. movies. You know what's another one I want to put on my list? People eating in movies and talking during the scene. I can't stand that. Like, they're trying to make themselves look so natural. Eating an apple and, and talking to somebody. Can't deal with that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, generally, I don't want to see people eating in any way, even if it's Brad Pitt's beautiful face. Yeah. I don't want to see it. The other thing we were talking about, too, is um, you saw this floating around on Twitter the other day. Post a GIF. I said GIF, not GIF, of uh, a movie you have seen at least 20 times. Yeah, you're 100% sure you've seen at least 20 times. And it's been an interesting, I'm actually kind of impressed at the spread we're seeing. Mm-hmm. There are some standouts for sure, but I think I got a long list of movies that could land on that one. I do. Well, my, my pick for that was Napoleon Dynamite. I've seen that so many times, and I still laugh when I see it. But I could put Shawshank on there. Forrest Gump could be on that list. Anchorman could be on that list. Happy Gilmore could be on that list. Yeah, those are all good. I guess maybe think of your phantom eating disorder. Uh-huh. Just think of it like... Um, you said your brother has the ability to – he enjoys every movie he's ever seen. My brother Grady, who lives in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, the Bridge City, he has never in his life seen a movie he did not like. I kid you not. But you have. I have, yeah. Yeah, and I'm the same way with – so think of it that way. Huh. Your experience with movies is mine with food. Okay. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. So anyway, you just posted that thing. That is taken off. That's gangbusters. It was a thing that was on Twitter yesterday, and it seemed like fun. It was just movies you're 100% sure you've seen at least 20 times. Uh, but online, it's used GIFs only. Yeah, you don't say the type. You just post a GIF. Yeah. And, and what was know, yours? I put Billy Madison. Oh, yeah, right. Billy Madison. God, I love that. That movie's flawless. I went with um, Napoleon Dynamite. I've, there's other movies I've probably seen that many times, but Napoleon Dynamite, it just never gets old for me. No. Billy so, Madison, Anchorman was another one high on my list. Uh, Forrest Gump was on my list of movies I've seen a lot. Anchorman, yes. Going through the ones people have posted, Happy Gilmore, yeah, I've seen oh, that yeah, a bunch. Yeah. Die Hard, sure. Uh, what else we got? Oh, The Big Lebowski, eh, not my thing, but all right. Mrs. Doubtfire. 
Mrs. Doubtfire, really? Poof, Mrs. Doubtfire. It's one of those movies, obviously Robin Williams is a treasure, and that's a fine movie, but there's parts of that movie that make me so uncomfortable, I just can't go back and watch it. I think it's all the lying, all the deceit. I can't stand that either. There's one scene in particular where uh, it's towards the end of the movie. He's having a meeting with his boss as himself. In a restaurant. In a restaurant. And in the same restaurant at the same time, he's also having dinner with his family as Mrs. Doubtfire. He's constantly having to run back and forth and change. How does he apply his makeup? I think he runs into a bathroom stall and does the change there. It's been so long since I saw that movie. It just he has so much on the line and there's so many a web of lies and it just makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, that you know what that's another thing we should talk about one day things in movies that just make you wildly uncomfortable and that would be one of my, the uh, the deceit the, or the sneaking around like if a character has to break into another character's house because they're looking for the microfiche or <laughs> whatever they're looking for and they're sneaking and there's the potential for them to get busted I can't deal with that. It makes me so anxious. The other thing, when they shove a gun down their pants, it's like, don't do that. Front or back. Front or back. Either yeah. way, it's going to end badly. A lot can go wrong. Yeah. It's the Gunner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hello. Hi, Garn. Uh, just about these movies, I got to tell you a little thing about Napoleon Dynamite. I, I took my daughter to the theater to see it when it first came out. The theater was half empty. Nobody laughed, and I'm peeing myself, and so is my daughter. And then people are walking out in the middle of the movie, and I'm thinking, that's what's wrong with society. People don't get Napoleon. You know what? I had the same bonding moment with my gifted daughters, both of them. Oh, we, that big volumes, man. <laughs> we, we watched it together, and the, we, none of us could pull it together. It was so dumb. I know, I know. So then we got we got a vehicle with a, um, a DVD player inside, and we'd go on trips to BC, and you ask the kids, and to each one of them, they'd say, which movie are you going to bring? Napoleon. <laughs> and so I've, I've watched the movie probably, I'm going to be honest, 10 times. I've listened to it while driving another 10 times. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a classic, classic movie. And you better get Bryce on the Napoleon train. Otherwise, I I have no, I don't see a future for Bryce. No, neither do I. As a matter of fact, if he comes in tomorrow and he's watched it less than 20 times today, I'm going to fire him. Yeah, public shaming. (laughs) You have a good one, okay? You too, Garn. Thank you, man. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Things that make you wildly uncomfortable in movies... Uh, anytime somebody's sneaking into somebody else's house looking for something, I don't care for that. Anytime someone's web of lies is about to come crashing down, Ugh. I just feel like secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Somebody says, uncomfortable in movies? When the character is driving a car but is ignoring the road and just staring at the passenger. Oh, Thank God. you for mentioning that. Yes. Yeah, the sense of relief I get when they finally turn their eyes back. Just glance at the road just <laughs> quickly, please. You're going to be in a horrific crash and it's going to be your fault. <sighs> and you won't be able to save the world from the out-of-control nuclear reactor. Broken bones are another one for me. Yeah, I don't care for that. I don't want to see any broken bones. Anyone being punched repeatedly in the face, I don't like that. Huh. There's a lot of things I don't like about movies. But I do love movies. The movie I think that I've watched... Well, you posted this on Facebook. 
The movie that you can guarantee you've seen more than 20 times, but just post the GIF. Don't tell us the name of the movie. Obviously, we can figure it out. What do you figure is running away with it right now? I'm actually impressed at the spread. Yeah. But I would say, you know, Super Brothers has come in a few times. Shawshank Redemption has come in a few times. Pulp Fiction. Super Brothers. Oh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Super Bad was another one. Step Brothers. Ooh, that might be in my my 20 as well. I've seen that a lot. Step Brothers is a great choice. Oh, it is. That is a film. That's not a movie. That's a film with two syllables. A couple of those nerd movies. (laughs) Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Hang on. Let me grab this. Hi. When I was younger and we were playing hockey, Slapshot. I've seen that at least, I'd say, close to 100 times. Holy crap. So here's the thing about Slapshot, the beloved Slapshot. I have never seen it. (gasps) Oh, my God. Not once, not one time, and and you're and you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I, so it's almost now. I feel like I just should just go the rest of my life without watching it. <laughs> that can be my claim to fame. We'll put it on your headstone. Yeah, what a sad yeah. claim to fame. I, you know, some people's claim to fame is that they gave thousands of volunteer hours. I didn't watch Slapshot. Fair enough. Some people just volunteer their time playing cards with lonely senior citizens. I didn't watch Slapshot. Is there any actors that have clung to their one movie more <laughs> than, than the, the Hanson brothers? brothers? <laughs> Holy cow. I did a thing at a bar with them once. And they came. They are old, older men now. And they still have the foiled up knuckles, oh. the glasses. And when you take pictures with them, they grab you by your collar and like pull your shirt. They've made a career out of it. They really, they're milking that thing like no one's business. See, I've never seen the movie, but I'm very familiar with who the Hanson brothers are. Just probably from bar appearances. <laughs> yeah. That's how I know them. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Well, it was Chris from Belleville, Ontario that got us talking about this yesterday. He uh, called in. We were just talking about the uh, Hawkins Cheesy Factory, the greatest High sodium salty snack ever created. The Hawkins Cheesy. Don't even bother trying to argue with me. There is none finer. It's the goat. Belleville, Ontario. Who would have guessed that that was the birth of something so iconic? So we're just talking about what is your town famous for? Scott said, I got that guy from Belleville beat. My hometown is where basketball was invented from a guy by the name of James Naismith in a small town called Almont? Almonte? Almont? It's got an E on the end. Ontario. I'll assume Almont. And basketball's fine, but is it as Hawkins cheesy? No. No, I wouldn't say so. No. It's a valiant effort. Yep. Uh, Kennedy said, I'm from Rocky Mountain House. We're not famous for anything. I asked my dad last night. He couldn't think of anything either. Oh. Well, if your town isn't famous for anything, allow us to uh, to come up with something for you. Uh, Rocky Mountain House, we invented the box spring. Mm. How are you going to prove that or disprove that? Hmm? Rocky Mountain House, they put ketchup on their spaghetti. Rocky Mountain House, it's where I know, right, was invented. That could very well have come out of Rocky Mountain House. Sounds good to me. I know, right? There's a bunch of people on Facebook, too, who wrote in. There was uh, Kelly who said, I moved here from Hamilton, known as the City of Waterfalls, 
I've never heard that one before. I don't believe that's true. But then she also said it's where the very first Tim Hortons opened up. That's true. There's I did know that. There's a claim to fame. That's a good one. A lot of people from Lethbridge talking about that giant bridge. Giant bridge? Yeah, that big train bridge just outside oh, oh, of town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> there was Lisa. I lived most of my childhood in Camrose. I'm not sure of the current situation, but it used to be known for having a lot of teen single moms. Oh, boy. You did it, Camrose. You did it. <laughs> Is that on the town sign when you first... Number one for single moms. Teen Camrose. single moms. Oh, boy. Is that still... a? Maybe that's still the situation there. Yeah. It's a good claim to fame. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I'm still, look at the texts coming in. Everybody's town is famous for something. That's what we started talking on, about on the show yesterday. Your hometown, wherever it is you come from, what is it most famous for? Uh, Andrea says, I'm from St. Paul. We have the alien landing pad. I should also mention that my husband is from Vulcan, which has the Star Trek spaceship. So that was a cool union. That is an exceptionally nerdy union, Andrea. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. What is Ed- What did we decide Edmonton is most famous for? The mall? The mall. Yeah. Maybe the Oilers number two. Brett- yeah. Oilers slash Wayne Gretzky number two. Okay. Everybody's got a thing about their small town or their hometown. Not necessarily, it could be a big city, it doesn't matter, but what is your town known for? Dwayne texted the show earlier today. He made the following claim I'm from London, Ontario. We had the first McDonald's in Canada. What? Is that true? No, it isn't. I Googled it. Richmond. Richmond, BC. Ooh, that's very much not London, Ontario. It's the exact opposite of London, Ontario. Edmonton had the first Boston pizza. That's right. And maybe that's number three for us on the Hang list. on a second. Let's write a no time to Google question right now. Where was the very first McDonald's in Canada? Should we put that in no time to Google tomorrow? We can. Okay, let's do that. Rich, what, Richmond, BC? Richmond, just outside Vancouver. Okay. Well, connected to Vancouver. In 1967, you would have thought that'd be longer than that. Man, they probably came up with that in London, Ontario before the internet was around and just like, ah, that's the first McDonald's. Just trust us. And the internet was invented, and now... You could really, before the internet, you could make up anything about your hometown and make the claim, and nobody would be able to challenge you on it. It's like I said earlier, Rocky Mountain House, we invented the box spring. Yeah, trust us. It happened. Don't Google it. Maggie says that the McFlurry was invented in her hometown of Bathurst, New Brunswick. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, we're going to have to prove that. I think that is true. I do remember hearing that. Is Bathurst, New Brunswick a real place? Like, we decided Fredericton does not exist. The whole province is a little iffy. Yeah. But I have read that before about the McFlurry. Do you know anything? (laughs) Do you know anybody from New Brunswick? I don't think so. I've been to New Brunswick, but it just reeked of a Truman Show situation going on. It's an extension of Nova Scotia, I believe. (laughs) That's what the people in New Brunswick love to hear. Uh, Oh, the barhead one. It's kind of mean. Apparently, it's just a very senior citizen-focused town. That's the gist of that one. Okay, this one line jumps out at me, though, in the barhead one. Lots of stores still accept personal checks as the main form of payment? (laughs) No. I don't think I ever used a check to pay for groceries or anything. Uh, When Tim Hortons was built, a majority of the town was upset because they don't offer free refills. Ooh, okay. Spicy. Uh, Rob on Facebook said that my hometown has a festival dedicated to the worst vegetable... The okra strut. 
So I Googled it, and yeah, it's a place in South Carolina. So I guess that's where he's from. And it's a whole festival about okra. Okra. Not a big fan. Can't say I've had it. Yeah. I'll just trust him that it's bad. It's not good. It's not a top shelf vegetable. It's not. It has kind of a weird bitter taste to it. Keep these coming. What is your hometown famous for? I love this. Maybe it's something the town's not real proud of. Ooh, we, Edmund- could, we could talk about that, too. Ed- Someone said Edmonton's known for Black Friday, the tornado in the 80s. Oh, that's right. Re- okay, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. A lot of people claim that their town is uh, the birthplace of math. So Yeah, there's a lot of people trying to put that crown on their town. We're going to have to, you know, people are going to have to fight. Over that one, because who wouldn't want that on the welcome to sign? Might have to have a meth off. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Alan Cross, the host of Sonic's ongoing history of new music. Uh, This weekend, a very special edition of the show. A tribute to Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, who passed away last Friday. Alan's on the phone right now. Um, Normally, the drummer in a band doesn't get a lot of attention, it's like the drummer and the bass player, sometimes they're invisible, despite the importance of what they bring to the table. Um, why did everyone know who Taylor Hawkins was? What made him different? What was it about him? Well, number one, uh, and, and the most obvious thing about him was he was always smiling. I mean, <laughs> he had those big white teeth, and you never saw him not smiling. And that, that's, that's infectious. And if the second thing is that he obviously had this really, really close bond with Dave Grohl, who is also extraordinarily likable. And when the two of them were seen together, whether it be doing an interview or on stage or wherever else, the two of them were like this Laurel and Hardy act. They were, you know, just these two goofy guys who knew that they had won uh, the lottery in life, and we're, we're enjoying it to the, the fullest extent. And I know that they knew well. I knew that Taylor knew that he was the luckiest, one of the luckiest guys on the planet, because I, I, I talked to them uh, a number of years ago, and I said, whenever you guys are playing live, it looks like you're having the time of your life. And Taylor was the guy who spoke up, and he says, dude, they fly us around the world paying us millions of dollars to play rock and roll. Of course we are. Yeah, and, they, they never came, like Taylor Hawkins, Dave Grohl, those guys, they never came off or come off as being burdened by being a rock star. No, no, no. They were on this trajectory and had pretty much reached a lot of their um, goals of coming, becoming the biggest rock band in the world. Well, with that and... It seems really early to be talking about this, but do Foo Fighters survive the death of Taylor Hawkins? Um, There's going to be a couple of really tough band meetings uh, in the uh, in the days and weeks ahead. I'm 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 not sure. I I think I think they will go through a period of grieving and healing, and then come back as a way to honor Taylor. There is. I can't imagine Dave wanting to stop because he would have it in his head that Taylor would want them to continue. Taylor is, is again, super nice guy, cared about everybody else in the band, big part of that family. He would never want to see that band 
and because of him, something that was, quote unquote, his fault. Yeah. Alan Cross, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, And we're really looking forward to your special one hour tribute to Taylor Hawkins on the ongoing history of new music this weekend. Yeah, it was a hard show to do, but uh, I'm happy with the way it turned out. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.